Um, it's good to be here this morning. I, I just want to add my welcome. Uh, great to have you here. If you're a visitor here this morning, special welcome to you. Hope you're feeling at home. Um, thanks, team, for leading us in worship. Um, I love that reminder of God's goodness and that we can praise him and worship him. Mason and Zave, thank you so much for your prayer. That was so lovely, and I really appreciate it. Great job, boys. All right, uh, this is week two, final week of our series on the blessing of God. And I, last week, I started with this, what I think is a radical statement, that God is generous. Um, God is generous. That's who he is. In fact, it's possibly his defining quality. He gives generously to all without finding fault. Um, Jesus talked about it as a full measure, pressed down, overflowing, poured into your lap, that he graciously gives life in all its abundance. Um, Kylie just read to us from Psalm 103, and it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. We've just sung that, which is fantastic. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Paul kind of says the same thing to us. He says um, to the Ephesians, this is my prayer for you. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inmost being, so that Christ may dwell richly, oh, may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The knowledge that he's talking about here in Ephesians, this knowledge that passes understanding, um, is knowing in your heart. It's knowing the generosity of God in your gut, like knowing it deep down in your soul. That's what Paul's talking about here. And that's, that's my prayer for you this morning, actually, that as we gather together, as we go out from this place, we would know in our guts the generosity, goodness, and blessing of God. And that knowing it, um, this is what Paul says. He says that by knowing that, it fills you up. It fills you with the fullness of God. That that knowledge leads to this overflowing life, the Holy Spirit, abundance in your heart. So that's my prayer for you this morning, that you would overflow with this goodness of God, that you'd learn to see it. You wouldn't forget it, but that you would consciously turn your heart towards it. That's, that's part of what it means to be human beings. We can choose what we're going to focus on. We can choose whether we focus on what we think we lack, or we can choose to focus on the abundance of God that he's given us. And I'd, uh, I'd pray for you this morning that you'd choose to turn your attention to that. As we've done in our worship, I pray that you do it every morning that you wake up, um, that you'd overflow with this deep knowledge in your bones that God is generous. Because when you do that, it transforms you. It changes 
things. And I'm just going to share with you four things that it changes. So kids, if you're following on on the sheet, we're going into number one now. First of all, knowing the generosity of God changes our relationship to sin. It destroys the power of sin. Um, I love that video that we watched a little bit earlier in the service. Sin is based on a lie. The lie is that we cannot trust God, that he is not generous, that he is not good, and we need to take matters into our own hands. That's the lie that sin is based on, that we need to take and fight and do whatever it takes to get whatever we want. That is where this disunity between God and human beings comes in, thinking that we have to be the ones who take the initiative, that we can't wait upon God's provision. But the truth is, God gives abundantly, more than we could hope or imagine. God is abundantly generous. He gives good things, not just fleeting things. That's the trouble with, the other trouble with sin, is the pleasures that it gives are only momentary, and they don't satisfy, and they lead to pain and suffering. But God lavishes us with lasting blessing, fruit that will last. Um, In his right hand is long life, and in his left hand is something, I can't remember the passage, Uh, I just thought of it. (laughs) Through Jesus Christ, um, we have a way back home to God. He has restored relationship. He has set us free from the power of sin. He has forgiven us, and he welcomes us back and says, Step back into relationship with me. Come alongside me, walk with me, and learn my ways. Learn again how to live with trust in the love and the grace and the goodness of Father. Um, in Deuteronomy, um, Moses, God was speaking through Moses to his people, and he made this promise about relationship with him. He said, all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the law. Obedience was kind of the main metaphor that it was using for relationship back then. So if you're in obedience to me, if you're in relationship with me, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd and the lambs of your flock. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and when you go out. God is generous. That's, that's the theme of that passage. It says, come to me and you will be blessed. Incredible promise. Like I said, I pray that you'd know that in your heart, in your bones this morning. God is generous. We can listen to him and we can trust him. And when we do, he opens the storehouses of his blessing. In James, we read this. Um, Incredible truth and incredible promise. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created. Don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes from God and he gives generously. We don't need to go chasing after things that we think are good or will bring us life. God in his goodness 
has brought us back into life with him and it says, walk with me, live this life, trust in me and enjoy my goodness. And when we do that, the power of sin is defeated. So sin loses its power when we realise that God is generous. Secondly, so kids, we're up to number two. Gratitude leads to worship. Worship is the response of joy and gratitude to God's generosity. Um, Praise the Lord, all my soul. All my inmost being, praise his name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and don't forget his benefits. Out of remembering God's generosity, focusing on God's generosity, comes praise, worship. Worship is like the intersection. It's this point where God's goodness and our response meet. When we recognize and acknowledge God's goodness to us, that is worship. Worship kind of at its most simple. So for the kids listening along, if you're trying to work out what worship is, this is my definition, so it may not be the best definition. Ask Sarah if you want a really amazing definition of what worship is um, as our worship leader, worship team leader. But worship at its most simple is us saying thank you to God. It is us thanking God for what he's done for us and it's us thanking God simply for who he is. That is what worship is. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Worship his holy name. That is what worship is. And here's the thing about thankfulness. I don't know if you've noticed this in your household. I'm trying to make sure that we notice this in our household. It's often an uphill battle. But thankfulness is contagious. Uh, It multiplies. When we start thanking God for things, we start to see his goodness all over the place. Do you know you can thank God for rain? (laughs) Uh, Because it waters the grass. When you start to um, open your life to God's goodness and God's thankfulness, you see opportunities to worship all over the place. That's the knowing that Ephesians talks about. That we would... Um, know in our hearts the goodness of God and the way that we learn that is through worship. So when we come together like this as a church, um, Kylie shared a um, blog post this week, which is really um, valuable. Gathering together like this is really important because when we gather like this, we remember together God's goodness and his thankfulness. We sing together, we encourage one another, we worship we together focus on God's goodness to us as a community, on his character, and we worship him. And what you focus on directs your heart. That's a really um, simple lesson in life. Kids, I would love you to understand this, that what you focus on will determine your destiny. What you choose to pay attention to will lead your steps. Psalm um, 19 talks about this. Um, It's a, a psalm of David. His prayer is this. He says, May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. One of the things we do when we gather like this is we focus on what is true and what matters and we together learn 
how to, in our hearts, be thankful to God. God's generosity leads to worship. Thirdly, all right, number three. We're going good. There's only four, so hang in there. Number three, God's generosity gives us confidence. Um, Have you ever met someone who is full of confidence? I live with many people who are full of confidence. So if you have met members of my extended family, you will know what it means to be confident. Confident people have this unshakable belief that everything is going to turn out okay, that their plans are going to come together, that things are going to be all right. Even if they change, they'll be able to manage it. I'm surrounded by people like that. I possibly am one of those people. Um, Let me put it another way, and uh, this is for Joe Hutchinson. Do you know what Batman's superpower is? He's alertness. He's alertness. Judson, do you know what Batman's superpower is? (laughs) All right. Yeah, Rich helps. But his superpower, he doesn't actually have a superpower. His superpower is that he's confident. Batman just assumes that he's going to be able to handle any challenge that comes up because he's Batman. (laughs) That's how he works. Um, Confidence is like a superpower. Um, But the confidence I'm talking about this morning isn't the confidence that Batman has in himself. Um, It's confidence in God. It's confidence that those who trust in God won't be disappointed. Paul says this, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this. Paul lived as one of those confident people. He says, I'm confident of this, that God who began his good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That God will finish what he started. How good is that? God will finish what he started in you. Hebrews tells us, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in our time of need. We can have the confidence of Batman Not because we'll never fail, but because God, in his power, will complete his good work in us. And he won't fail. We have the power of God behind us, and that gives us confidence. Um, Just one outworking of this, if, if you look at the life of Jesus, you can see what it means to live in this confidence. Things didn't go the way he wanted quite regularly. But he had this quiet confidence that God would be at work. Even in the middle of a storm on a lake, he's like, well, I'm doing what God told me to, so he's got this covered and I can sleep in the boat. Um, But this is one of the things he told us, his followers. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, 
the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? That would be terrible to ask for some nice fish and get given a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God longs to give us good things and he says, come and ask. Have confidence that I am for you and I want to bless you. If there's an area in your life maybe where you're lacking that confidence, the advice of this passage is to ask. Say, God, teach me to trust you. Show me your truth and your goodness and your faithfulness. Um, It's not always simple. This is not a magic formula. God is not a computer program that you can program that if you just put in the right request, you get the response out that you want. Sometimes God's answer is no, what you're asking for isn't good for you, or wait, the timing isn't quite right yet, or yes, but I'm going to teach you that through this way, not through this way that you assume. Sometimes God says, there's other things that I actually need to work on first. (laughs) We'll get to this, but we need to work on this first. But whatever his answer, know that it comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of blessing. God will finish the good work that he began in you. He will carry on to completion. He is faithful and deals with us as a father deals tenderly with his child. So instead of going off and making your own schemes, which I'm tempted to do, being the confident person that I am, Jesus tells us, come to our Father and ask. The generosity of God gives us confidence. He provides us with everything we need to do everything he has called us to, to be the people he's called us to be. Living in that truth is like having a superpower. That's why Batman even though he doesn't have a superpower, looks like he has one. (laughs) Also because he's fictional. Um, Fourthly and finally, is anyone still following along? Are we filling in the blanks? All right. Fourthly and finally, God's generosity gives us peace and hope. Peace and hope. Because of God's faithfulness, we have a certain and secure future. We know the end of the story. We know that Jesus will return, that he will establish the kingdom that we talked about in all its fullness, once and for all. And because we know that, because we know the end, we know that we can live now with peace and hope because everything is going to be okay. I don't know how you guys go with worry. Worry and anxiety are kind of um, at huge levels at the moment. They were before COVID and since people have been isolated and there's lots of unknowns going on, they've only escalated. Here's the thing about worry. Worry doesn't actually exist. Uh, um, I'm not minimising the fact that people still worry, so don't get me wrong here. What I'm saying is worry is something that happens in our heads as we think about the future. It's the future anticipation of something bad. That's what worry is. 
it's this understanding that um, in the future something painful or hard or that I might miss out on or that I'm going to lack or not be good enough for, that's where worry comes from. But Jesus tells us not to worry. Great Sermon on the Mount, he says, we don't need to worry because God is generous. He says, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? God is generous. He has a plan. It is going to be okay. I know it's very easy to say that and it's very hard to believe it, but that's my prayer for you, that you would trust in your heart in the faithful goodness and generosity of God and that that knowledge would give you peace and hope. Even in the midst of trouble, um, it's, we're in the middle of school holidays at the moment. Um, the analogy, I was trying to think about how I'd explain this for, for the younger members of our audience. I think the, what, what I'm talking about is like being in the last week of school before holidays. Um, when you're in the last week of school before holidays, well, I know when I was, it didn't matter how much trouble I got into in some ways. It didn't matter how many assignments I had due or how mean my teacher was. I knew that in one week I was going to be on holidays and I could relax and enjoy myself. That is the peace and the hope that we have as Christians. We know that... We may have a hard week, but the holidays are coming. Jesus will return and he will bless and bring his kingdom. And so we don't have to worry. We can live with peace and hope. Because of God's generosity to us, we have been set free from the power of sin. We overflow in worship. We have confidence that he is for us and therefore nothing can be against us. And we know his peace and his hope, no matter what the circumstances we face. All of this comes from God's generosity that we have ultimately seen in Jesus Christ. I would really encourage you, worship wholeheartedly, um, let these truths sink deep into your heart, point your life towards it, focus on it, because it will bring all of these things. So um, why don't I pray for that? And I'm just going to hand back to Kylie. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for your incredible, generous, abundant grace. Thank you that you are for us. Thank you that you have set us free from the power of sin. Thank you that we can come to you in joy and worship. Thank you that you are for us, that we have confidence, that we can ask and know that you will hear us and you will answer. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every person here. Lord, I pray that they would know that you will give them what they need. I pray that you would remind them of your faithfulness and generosity. I pray that you would give them confidence in your power and provision. 
and bless them with peace and hope right now, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.